against the machine. Against the machine. Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only Pathfinder actual play that can hug you four times at the same time. I'm your host, and here's everybody. Hi. Hello. Also an octopus. <laughs> oh no. Hello. Zach disappeared from I'm the here. Video. Oh no. Here I am. And he sounds Sorry weird. about that. Apparently the enter key turns off your video. It says shift K or something, but it did it. I hit enter and that was enough. Hello, it is I, Orem Vorzax. <laughs> <laughs> video killed the podcast start. Let's see. Previously on the program, the party finished up the fight with the hungry fog and the undead creature who was never identified or maybe was who can say uh the hungry fog went down to several blows with a chainsaw and then a burst of positive energy and then the um ghost was destroyed with two gun crits in a row just absurd with ghost salt so that could actually crit an incorporeal creature and you know what that is not a thing that ever happens but um it happened now the dead thing is dead well the party went into that um lab and investigated and found that the ghost belonged to a wizard named anata vix who presumably worked for fricus shout and she had been researching the hungry fog which had been safely contained in a tank before uh, but she grew increasingly obsessed with the visions that she saw in the fog and paranoid that her research was going to be stolen uh, broke the tank and became one with the fog which meant becoming dead and then also hanging out with the fog uh, they stole her stuff after they killed her and then they uh, went upstairs to see what was what and uh, upstairs they found a broken down door which looked like that was the room where the evil flightless bird monsters had lived uh, nothing much of interest in there besides a tool belt or a tool vest rather then they found that a doorway that had a hole burrowed through it led to the other staircase that led up to that floor and one last door the animal lab um, Alwyn was very excited to go in the animal lab because Alwyn loves animals he summoned a leopard buddy and they climbed into the airlock peeked through the hole saw an orum vorax eating a defunct gearsman and decided to have a little planning session. While they were planning, the Orum Vorex was rolling perception rolls, and it appears it got a pretty high one, because it's now digging its way in. I'm gonna say, you've all... You don't have a lot of time before the Orum Vorex is through that door, because as we established earlier with an Arcana roll, it probably has a burrow speed. So, why don't we cut out the middleman and roll for initiative here. So I have to ask, does that make it a Dorum Vorax? 
because it's Vorinador? Alright, alright, I'll just roll initiative. I mean, if it starts Don't a fight, it'll be Gorm Vorex. For it? God, terrible roll. Ugh. Don't worry, Everybody's I'm sure the eight legged cat isn't speedy at all. Everyone's in the same squares, so I can't. Okay, we've got everybody on the tracker now. Uh, what is Asher's initiative? Starting off hot, 17 off the dice for a 22. Not too bad. And how about Kira? Uh, my, my return to physical dice, a nat 20 for a 25. Nice. And um, how about Alowin and Leopard Cohen? Uh, does Leopard Cohen get an initiative? Yeah. Or is he just going on my turn? Okay, if he I gets an initiative, he, he got go. a 20. He did great. Uh, <laughs> but I only got a 12. All right. Well, Leopard Cohen can go on your turn, but you haven't given him any orders yet. So it's a mixed bag. Oh, yeah, I guess it wouldn't make sense for him to go ahead of me if he needs to wait for my order. <laughs> yeah, so let's just say he goes on your turn. He's still got a thing on the yeah, track. I did look up the leopard, which is a cat, comma, greater. It's a great cat. So I do have his uh, stats that I can roll. <laughs> and He's a CR2. He's a decently strong little guy for coming out of that thing. Though I think the boar was a CR2 also. Yeah. And uh, Brixby. Well, less good than most of his companions, except for Halloween. Brixby rolls a 5 for a 13. All right. So I'm just going to sort descending here. And good news, the Orum Vorax um, and Kira tied. What is Kira's dex mod? Plus one. All right, so the Orum Vorax is, is actually... your dex mod or your total initiative bonus? Well, what's your total initiative mod? Oh, five. Oh, wait. Six? How long has it been six? She gets Did it go up at some point? It doesn't count to her decks. <laughs> the eight Iune Stone. <gasps> uh, oh, God. I've been rolling for with fives for so long. Six. It's 20, so 26, then, is the... So it's the 26. So you're yes. first. Great. Uh, I'm going to delay, I think, is what we decided. Yeah, we're trapped in a room anyway so i'm just i'm gonna i'm gonna delay and pop back in after i see what everyone else does all right well the next turn belongs to the orum vorax which is going to use its burrow speed to pop a little hole in the door just a little three foot hole so you can now see into that room and see the orum vorax and after it burrowed into the doorway it's gonna bite kira just just give her a little charm She's not raging. Nope. Correct. Correct. Oh, so that's a natural twenty. Yeah, that'll that'll do. Um, how about twenty on the confirm? Not natural. Uh, nope, that still works. Wait. No, she's not raging. We're good. Does not confirm. And you're flat. No, wait, you, you delayed, oh. so you're not flat-footed anymore. Yeah, that's yeah, great. She went. Yeah. So not confirmed? Not confirmed. Just regular hit? Just 
a regular All right, so just seven damage on the bite. But guess what? Guess what it gets? A grapple. Three attempted grab. That is a 34 to grapple. That's so many to grapple, yeah. All right. Kira's grappled. I should have never Asher, delayed. you are up. Um, Kira, you can reinsert if you'd like. Or, um, but Asher, you are up. You're pretty far away from the creature. Yeah, yeah, he is. And yeah, he he realizes this is not great. See, hearing it chomp Kira through the door and grab her. Uh, so he is going to delay as well for reasons. Alright, Brixby. Brimby is gonna five foot step into his friend Leonard Co- Leopard Cohen. Leonard, don't sue us. Well, I guess you can. But uh, yeah, Leopard Cohen and Alowin Square. And then cast Dimension Door on the whole party, which I can reach from this location with a touch. And we're all going to slide out here, um, here being back towards the southernmost staircase. Um, and yeah, feel free to array yourself around Rimbo. That's pretty mean. Now you got to dig through that door again, you dumb Dorum Vorax. I mean, I guess you all have to be willing, so if someone, you know, chooses <laughs> to not, they can. So that means the cat stays then, because the cat has never willingly <laughs> gone anywhere with anyone. <laughs> the cat's like, what? Suddenly <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, I'm a good sport, so I bring the cat with us too. <laughs> Just kidding. I doubt. Brixby hates cats. All right, so Alwyn is up. You are suddenly out of the face of the beast. Uh, Alwyn is just going to ready to cast a spell if he sees the Ornvorox show up. And the cat will... Uh, you know what, the cat, as much as I hate to say because I love this thing and I like cats in general, the cat is expendable. It is going to move. It's going to have to unfortunately double move in order to do that. At least I think it does what's a leopard's uh, move speed. Yes, it is going to have to double move. Uh, so it is going to get to the far side of the door in order to not block anybody's uh, ready to actions but just to be kind of next to where the Orm Forex is going to pop out. And it's definitely over there, so it can attack next turn and not to provide a uh, target for the Orm Forex to attack instead of us. All right. Um, Kira, we're all the way back around to you. Awesome. Um, I think I'm just going to red... I want to move closer, but I don't want to be in Asher's way. Let's see. Can I stand here? That feels I safe. I say that little uh, cut out there is out of his oh. way. Yeah. Oh, look. Uh, so Kira will move up and to the, the uh, right. Go ahead. I just didn't know, with that being a balcony to our north, is, is that really interfering with line of sight at all? 
No, the uh, guardrail, I believe, was described as low. That's what I was thinking. So I'm not super worried about anyone being in front of Asher. If you wanted okay. to be right next to the door or wherever you wanted to yeah, be, then I will move my line of sight is going to be fine for now. Uh, so I'll go ahead and move just south of the door um, and ready in action to... Gosh, I guess I have a choice of weapons now. We'll go back to the sword. Uh, non-salted sword. Um, sword it if it comes through the door. Alright. Um, and rage! Well, the Orum Vorax Sorry. is going to... Here we go. The Orum Vorax is gonna scoot on through the little hole it made. And it's got a burrow speed, so it's making a new hole right through the wall. And um, as it pops out, it didn't come through the door, and I could be a jerk and say it doesn't trigger Kira's attack of opportunity. It would still trigger Aluin's, yeah. though, because he said when it shows up. Yeah, um, <laughs> you both have your readied actions at the ready. Yay, thanks, Sam. If while Kira's rolling her dice to attack, if you want to roll a fort save for it, you can. I would love nothing more than to roll a 14 for the Orm Vorax. That is a 21. Uh, so that'll be half damage from the uh, bone shaker I hit it with. Ah, oh, it's bones. It's like double the leg bones to shake. It does. But they're so sturdy. So that is 66. Uh, that is 29 points of damage. Ow. That was four sixes, a two, and a three. That's brutal. And it takes half of that? Oh, yeah, it does only take half of that. Thank you, Jeff. Still, great roll, so... Not too shabby. Um, Kira, if you'd like to take your ready to attack. Yep. First roll is a 19. Uh, remind me... Well, 19 on the die. Sorry, 19 plus... 16. 35. Yeah, that's a critical Possibly. threat. Yeah, and um, second yeah, remind the me this crits on nineteen. Remind me the second um, the second time. What modifier do I roll with? So you got the same as the first. Roll to confirm with your same attack modifier. Right. Okay, great. So that that is a fifteen plus nineteen for slightly less than the first time I spoke. <laughs> um, Still, that's a lot. Great. I'm going to. Roll to hit it with a D, couple D6. Let's see. That's going to be 66 plus 19 times 2. I'm raging, which I mentioned. 14 plus 38 equals 52 points of sword damage at this thing. It all goes through, probably. 52? 52. That is entirely too many. It's a uh, chainsaw crit. 66 plus... 38. Oh, uh, well, it's gonna bite you. That's fine. It's mad now. And I'm raging now since she's got blur. <laughs> yeah, I totally hosed myself on that first crit because it does have critical focus in it. You totally did confirm on the crit, but this is just gonna be a 27 to hit. Well, that's pretty good. That's, in fact, good enough. And on the blur. 34 on the blur. Well done. 
that is seven damage. And the old grabby do is a 40. Does 40 grab that is you? That's so much. Yeah, 40, 40 grabs me. Alright, and it um, magically, strategically positions Kira between it and Asher, so Asher can't shoot it. Whoa, Classic. what uh, a smart kitty. <laughs> and it is Asher's turn. Asher is going to delay again. After you, he says to Brixby as he prepares for Felis' side. Alright, Brixby. Brixby, forever the eternal show-off, issues both somatic and verbal components, although he does bring out a little shaving of licorice root. Because he's casting haste on the party. And then he's gonna take a five foot step back, because <laughs> that's what heroes do. Now y'all have been teleported and hasted. Mama Bricks has done his job. He's going back up. Let y'all take care of this. Is Asher reinserting into initiative? Actually, he'd like to, weirdly enough. Uh, Asher is going to a swift action focus his aim and then unleash four bullets with a rapid shot hasted full attack of deadly aim variety. Right, so let's put the X over that thing now. No, that I would it's it's little. It probably has a higher touch AC than those things I shoot. Oh, that's an ad twenty on the first one. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> roll to confirm. On the uh, uh, yeah, I guess I'll roll to confirm it. Uh, natural 19, I think we're good. <laughs> oh. Solid. Ooh, only a natural 2 on the second one. So so that, that only comes up to a uh, 14 against touch. Oh, for what it matters, that misses. It, it might. Uh, natural 1 on the third one, but I'm going to ignore that misfire because I'm so mysterious. I believe that's the second ignored misfire today. For those yeah, I can only do three game. more. Bummer. Uh, and then a natural 17, uh, even with the lowest uh, hit on that, is still a 21 against touch? Uh, yeah, that will hit. Okay, so we're looking at a crit and a hit. Focus aim, it's going to be uh, 5d8 plus 60. Uh, that is 80 points of damage. And the Porum Vorax collapses dead. Letting go of Kira, no longer hugging, no longer able to hug. Deprived of the one thing that it loved the most. Other than uh, the leopard gold. immediately goes and starts eating it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how lucky am I? It's a cat eat cat world out here. <laughs> We should, um, leave that and, you know, let nature take its course. Then the party's gonna head in? Well, at least Alowen and Brimby did. Unless, like, unless 
Yeah, unless the arm has like 300 pounds of gold inside of it that we can... <laughs> well, Asher might be doing the David Attenborough while uh, Leopard Cohen eats the Orem Vorax. <laughs> David Ashenborough. <laughs> oh no, I'm back in this tower. This bit never gets old. Um, yeah, Asher will just walk past the weird human who just appeared uh, drinking cold brew coffee and will enter the animal lamp well um yeah you gotta <laughs> unless you're climbing through the three foot hole which I suppose Brixby can do without much of a problem but everybody else would probably struggle with you do have to cycle the airlocks and all that stuff to get back okay in, but how reveals... does the airlock even pressurize yeah is it with still it doesn't work anymore but it also doesn't know it doesn't work yeah, I imagine we just cut through it with Kira's adamantium sword <laughs> over the course for a couple rounds. Because um, there's no way the electronics uh, in that Y'all could working. squeeze. Uh, so cutting that open or breaking in or whatever you do, just absolutely destroying the resale value on this tower. Um, you found your way into a little bit of a stinky room. It smells like an animal's been living here. You already saw the bulk of it uh, from outside the hundreds of metal cages that have been torn open boxes strewn about haphazardly it looks like the Orum Vorax probably ate whatever other animals they were researching um, and once it was done with them it ate the cages and then it went out and it found some robots and it ate the robots so um, made, a, made a mess still hungry always hungry. I then wave hi to John Belushi in this animal house we're in. And I'm sure that joke is going to go over super well with the average age of our listening base. <laughs> you keep saying no one's yeah. going to get it, but assume if I don't get it, most of our listeners will. So this one actually might not work. <laughs> it's all dads. It's like 80% dads. To be fair, we do have an avowedly dad contingent that chortles at these sort of references. Anything from like 1982 on. Love you, all you corny, non-gender specific dads out there. Y'all are the best. Yeah, no, dad is, dad is a label title. Was Animal House 80s or was Animal House 70s? I think it was 80s. 80s, Uh, You're going to make me look this up in front of all of our listeners. Because, you know, they can't do it themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Hang uh, on, I everyone. Think you're thinking of Animal Farm, probably. <laughs> the famous. Comrade Belushi. John Belushi. Yeah. Oh, it was 1978. <laughs> yeah. Look at old Retro Duro. I oh, thought wow. so. You only know that because you have because it Because it was Duro. pre-Ghostbusters. <laughs> perhaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nerd. He reminded me of the... Uh, favorite Numerian children's book The Very Hungry Orm Vorax <laughs> Vorax, yeah, that's the joke I was making the yard Yeah, I got it, I liked it <laughs> It was worth the eight minutes of, of patience <laughs> So with these robots, uh, did they have any like yeah. dope tech bits and stuff on them? Yeah, they have like those masterwork spears that we sell for like five bucks or whatever Talk about those dope bits <laughs> Only if you like um, bite marks Looks like everything is mangled and ruined and just like chew toy level, like left out in the rain because the doggy was done with it. Kind of destruction levels. 
That's why it needed new meals. That's why I had to eat the literal walls to come after all of Man, that. I'm going to have to make another pair of boots out of this thing. Can't believe it ate all the loot. Uh, are these uh, in the picture as uh, I think it was Zach mentioned uh, last episode, it looked like it was eating a gearsman. Do these look like gearsmen? Do these look like those riot robots? Can we tell what they were? Um... It looks like it's probably not specifically a gearsman. It might. It's hard to tell with the state it's in, which I think in the the art from the book does not properly convey just how badly destroyed it is. But it might be a riot robot uh, or a riot suppressor robot. That's probably the closest analog, but it is hard to tell. To be fair, Zach's knowledge engineering is far lower than Brixby's, so do not rely on it. <laughs> So it looks like there's another room in this room. Um, yeah, you do find, actually, in this room that there's another three-foot-wide hole in the wall where the Orum Vorex had burrowed its way out into the um, adjoining stairwell. So you're telling me it just, like, went out, chilled with the birds, then came back and <clears throat> was just like, gotta get Gearsman. Oh, it looks like it was coming and going whenever it pleased. It could go out through this hole and then over through the hole in the door and it could go chill with the birds. It could go up or down the stairs. Can I get some like yeah, how did it not family circus style <laughs> footprints to show me this thing's exact path of door and robot based <laughs> destruction? They're everywhere. Yeah, Jeffrey going around that. And the problem is it leaves eight <laughs> footprints with every step. So it's very confusing. Uh, is this middle thing, is this just a continuation of that uh, thing from the ground floor with all the pipes it, in the it middle? It looks okay. like that cluster of pipes just keeps going. Yeah. I just want to make sure this wasn't like a closet that I couldn't see the door to. So. so, should we go downstairs and begin to camp in the alchemy lab? We can set up shifts, watches, of course. I think given that uh, my future boot lining here so easily ate through one of these doors. I don't think we should just rest and trust them to protect us. I suppose that's wise to bring ourselves back to full strength. We know we have, what, a couple of days before those gear ghosts uh, resuscitated. So... Sleeping one night wouldn't put us in any more danger as far as we know. Let's take a nap. All right, so you're heading back downstairs and going into the alchemy lab, which still has an intact seal and uh, no dead body residue. Yeah, just go pop open a nice warm goo tube and then take a nap Aroni. Yeah, and if we are... Uh resting like actual resting getting all our stuff back before you i do have four cure light four cure serious and three cure medium left so i'm assuming that's probably enough to get anybody that's hurt up to full before we sleep between all those yeah and i play on hands for days too okay yeah, so everybody mark yourself up to full did anybody take any uh no we, we didn't find anything that did uh what, any kind Almost of, got uh, wisdom damage. And Kira avoided it, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, does Cure have Wisdom damage? No. I was going to say, because instead of, if asher has got a bunch of Lay on Hands, and instead of Cure Mod, I would be fixing her Wisdom damage. No, she's saved on the, the Wisdom damage. Oh, she, oh, that's right, you said she didn't get it. I forgot about that, yeah. You said she passed the save. Alright, so, um, we're back down on the third floor, um, in the alchemy lab, which isn't the most comfortable place in the world. There's not really any beds, but you've all got bedrolls. You've slept in weirder, maybe not weirder places, but, you know, not other places that aren't designed for sleeping in. Other people's beds, <laughs> specifically, that they wanted to have for themselves, but... Um, failing that, um, you sit in some watches, everybody just going to sleep, you, everybody's taking off all their armor, putting all their weapons and stuff in the airlock. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Does, if we leave the door, I guess we, we haven't tested this, but if we leave the door open on this side, does that prevent, does that lock the outside door? Yeah. I don't know if we want to do that, or if that... Yeah. I'm down. Because that'll give us even more of a warning. Like, mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, Asher doesn't mind taking the, one of the first watches so that spellcasters get their slots back. Alright, so uh, who's taking the first watch as everybody goes to sleep? I can do it. Uh, Asher can... Go first, or Kira. Uh, let's go. I know teens. Teens like to stay up later. Teens love staying up yeah. late. Cool. Uh, <laughs> All right. Do you want one of those cool perceptions? Uh, yeah. Give me a percepty do. Uh, seventeen total. Uh, with a seventeen, um. Mostly, Asher is kept company by the constant droning of whatever's going on in that column full of pipes off on the uh, western side of the room, and the pungent chemical smells. There's the occasional, like, distant banging and clanging off elsewhere in the tower. There's definitely still stuff here, but there was stuff here before you got here, and there'll probably still be stuff here after you leave. For the time being, for Asher's shift, everything's all right. Who's going it's next? Quieter than the Clockwork Chapel, at least. <laughs> oh, much quieter. <laughs> um, Kira can go with a dirty twenty for percept. All right, with a dirty twenty, it's much the same situation. The Things go bump in the night, it doesn't smell great, and it's not super quiet, but nothing much going on. Who's got third shift? We will take third shift. Let's see how this can do when the highest I can possibly roll is an 18. It's a 13. Yeah, with a 13. Maybe Alowin finds this place less off-putting than the others, just because Alowin's <laughs> all about those new experiences, you know? He's certainly never slept yeah, in a place like this before. Yeah, he's never slept inside of a giant, uh, weird pipe tower filled with ghosts before. 
So that's fun. It's an adventure. It's the kind of adventure that is um, safe for the time being. So... Your shift passes without issue. Alright, Brixby is the last last shift though. 18 off the die for a 33. So, as Brixby's sitting there having much the same experience as the others, um, hearing the things clang in the distance and things shifting around above and below and the heat pulsing through the, the pipes in the walls. He has this weird sense, all of a sudden, like two hours in, of the temperature just dropping. And that's, that's really the only warning he gets. Um, so you've got like a split second, what can Brixby do in like, you know, one action, basically, as the temperature just drops in this <laughs> Emergency <room>. force sphere. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, though. Um, in one action, what he's going to do is be like, I mean, he's going to free action shout because uh, we've already experienced things happening that had an environmental corollary inside of here before. So not knowing if it's shout or a trap or whatever, um, Brimbo is going to, yeah, he's going to shout and wake everybody up. And um, as you all hear Brixby shouting, rousing you from your sleep, an instant later, um, coming down from the ceiling is the incorporeal form of Fergus Shout, and he says, You again! Sleeping in my tower now, the audacity! I'll show you! And then he lets loose just a deafening shout and I'm going to need fortitude saves from everyone before we roll for initiative. Is this a spell or spell-like ability? It sure is. Do you see a deafening shout? It's a, it's the most deafening shout of all. Uh, so what does Bricksbow get? Brimby rolls an 18 for a 26. Alright, that's a pass. How about Asher? Uh, also going to be a pass then. 12 for a 28. Alright, also a pass. How about Kira? Uh, 14 for a 27. Also a pass. And how about Alwyn? Uh, Alwyn is the only one in the party that didn't get over 20. Uh, he has a 19. Ooh, just barely a pass. Uh, so all of you, none of you are deafened, but all of you take uh, 10 points of sonic damage from an ear-splitting yell that runs through the room from this ghost flying up near the ceiling 20 feet above you. And now it's time for everyone to roll for initiative. The stronger version of the uh, one that I have here is Big Scream. Like, you can target multiple people in a That's shout. That's that awesome. is literally the shout spell. Yeah. Yeah, shout. <laughs> sure That's is. what it was. Yeah. Uh, so, how about Kira? What'd she get? <sighs> Back to standard with a two on the die for an eight. All right, Asher. An 18 off the dice for a 23. It's 
a little bit faster. Brixby. Rimby rolls in that one for a nine. Ooh. And Alowin. Alowin is joining Kira in the two club with a two Damn. for a seven. Or, wait, no, that would be an eight. Excuse me. I can't do math. Two for an eight. All right. This is like the slowest initiatives I've ever seen on a tracker. <laughs> we're, we're asleep. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so everyone but Brixby is prone. No one is wearing armor. Um, Asher is up first. You just got a horrible scream. There's a ghost above you. Yeah, it's not ideal. Um, Asher is going to stand up. And then he's going to draw his right revolver that has the adamantine rounds and I guess that's really all he can do stand and draw yeah, drawing is part of the move action well, I guess I could do that as part of the stand that's yeah. that's that's cool yep Asher will draw as part of his move action stand uh, now, I don't remember if we discussed this. It's a free action for me to reload. Uh, but did we ever decide what action it would be to, like, dump the rounds out? Is it, would it be just as free? Or because I'd have to... I mean, I guess, like, logistically speaking, if Asher can open the gun and put bullets in it, then, yeah, he can... Yeah, because you have to dump the spent shells. Sweet. Appreciate y'all. And yeah, those adamantine shells get dumped on the ground, which gives Asher a single deadly aim ghost salt shot at old wildly dancing twerkus shout. It's an at 20! Oh god! <laughs> yes! <laughs> on four different dice tonight. Wow. Would you be changing dice after the 20s? <laughs> yeah, I've been changing them. Each one only has 120 in it. Um, yeah, it's true. Uh, I don't know about the confirm. Uh, that is an 18, uh, 7, no, yeah, 18 against touch. Uh, 18 will confirm. Oh, mercy. Uh, so then that is a 5D. Or 4d8 plus 24. Holy smokes. Holy smoking towers. For 45 points of sweet salty crit. And that all goes through. And that's, uh, that's his turn. Ow. Alright, uh, Bricksbow is up. Uh, yes, let me just figure out. That was just verbal and somatic. So, flexing again and doing nothing verbally or somatically, Brixby casts a spell to put the fan favorite, the whip, the ghost whip, in his hand. And, uh, that's, that's my turn. Alright. And next, Alwyn. Uh, Alowin is from the ground going to cast mage armor on himself since he was asleep and did not have that on. 
And then he will stand up for his move action, and that will be his turn. All right, and Kira. Um, yeah, I guess Kira will also stand, and as she does, draw uh, Ricky out, which was previously salted, um, and rage. That is, that's going to be my turn, I think, because it's, you said it's 20 feet up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, All right. stand, rage, weapon, done. All right, I think Fergus is going to look right at Asher and say, Oh, you think you're funny, do you? Let's see how you like this. Then I'm just going to check something real quick for no particular reason. As a matter of fact, I think I have a decent sense of humor. (laughs) Just let me know what kind of save I'm rolling. Um, So, let's see. Do any of you have three or fewer hit dice? (laughs) No, unfortunately not. Okay, do any of you have four four to six hit dice? Is Leopard Cohen still with us? (laughs) No, no it's only going 10 minutes. Oh, 10 minutes. <laughs> um, so what happens is a bank of fog that is yellowish green and poisonous and so thick that you can only see five feet in front of your face pours down from the ceiling and envelops the room and everybody needs to make a fortitude save. I would like to take an immediate action, Captain. Okay. I would like to envelop everybody in my emergency force sphere. You can envelop everyone in? Yep. It's a two by two. It's a five foot radius centered centered on right here. And I went to the Pathfinder 1E Discord and talked to many people (laughs) about this today to try to figure out what my spread was. And I can, in fact, envelop everybody in my emergency force sphere. They can't do anything while they're in here, which is awful for them, but they're in here. All right. Everyone is in there. Nobody has to make a fortitude save as this room is filled with awful yellow gas. It's the four by four condition. How many rounds does this thing last again? (laughs) Is that around a level force sphere? It is 20, 20 hardness, 90 hit points. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, Fergus is watching that, and he seems interested. He's still hanging out up above y'all. Asher, it's your turn. Yeah. uh, I think standard action will just activate that mask. Boop. To maybe help. I don't know. Uh, And then uh, he can see. Fergus, so he might as well uh, smite evil as a swift action. Should have done that last turn. That um, really you cool. can only see five feet, so you probably can't see Fergus. <laughs> Here he doesn't smite Fergus. He thinks about it, and once he can see him, he's like, oh, I'm gonna smite him. I'm gonna smite that child, I tell you. Uh, and then, yeah, he remains in the force sphere. That, that, that's all. You know what? No, that's not all. Sorry. (laughs) He will lay on hands himself because he took damage. Ten points of negative energy damage. Alright. 
Uh, Brixby, you've bubbled everybody. It's a big bubble party. Brixby is gonna uh, Uno reverse and is gonna delay himself. Whoa. I know. All right, Alwyn. Uh, Alwyn is going to, from the safety of our little bubble here, cast Delay Poison Communal, uh, splitting it up between the party, giving us each uh, 90 minutes of uh, delaying poison effects. And is, did we decide, was activating the mask a move action or a standard? standard? What did we decide? Because I remember standard. it wasn't written. We decided standard? Okay. So he will not be able to activate his mask this turn, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Delay poison. Yeah. Uh, that'll be his turn. But he uses his move action to, uh, well, actually, no, he doesn't. He wouldn't do that. Vargas would. Uh, that's his turn. <laughs> Only Vargas would nene with his move action. No, um... So I'd like to reinsert, and right. I would like to standard action uh, dispel um, emergency force here. All right, dispelling the emergency force sphere and then five foot puts you up. all puts you all in the um, cloud of gas, but you are all currently immune to poison. So it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. The only effect is that you can't see more than five feet. All right, and Kira is back up. Um, can I at all perceive? Is there any perception I can do to see where uh, to move toward? Shout. So I didn't hear the end of that. Uh, I wanna, I wanna move toward. Is there a direction she can see to move yeah. towards? Yeah. Can I like? Can I perceive at all anything? Like, is, does he smell bad? I'm, well, I don't think he has a smell on account of being a ghost. I mean, you knew that he was up above you. It's just mm -hmm. like he's hidden by the, the mist that's filled the room. Okay. Well, I will also delay then. And, yeah, wait. See, we're just going to let this whole smoke situation sort itself out. Alright, well, Fergus is going to drop an old friend of a spectral miasma over the room as a free action, enveloping all of you in a life-sapping mist. So you all take uh, 10 points of negative energy damage across the board. And, um... Since that was a free action, and he's still uh, chilling up there, he's going to... Ah, he's going to drop a fireball just down in the room. I'm going to need reflex saves from everybody. Does this have the same effect that a fireball does on an obscuring mist? It does. does it set it on so fire? So it will blow away the spectral miasma after uh, the fireball drops. Yeah, and the cloud kill too, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Him. Oh. <laughs> Just watched it roll from a 14 to a 4 <laughs> on roll 20, but like my internet connection was slow for a moment, so it really just was like, dude. That's a 16. Oh. That's not very good. How about Alan? Uh, Alloin got an 18 for a 23. All right, that's substantially better. How about Asher? 
Ugh, only a five on the dice for a dirty 20. Well, that'll probably do it. What about Kira? That's a, uh, that's a natural one, Sam. I'm hearing a natural one. Yeah. So the um, two failures will take 29 points of fire damage from the aforementioned fireball. And um, the those who pass the save will take uh, 14 points of damage. No big whoop. Um, and since he very unthinkingly blew away his own cover, um, Shout is going to retreat into the walls. No. Wait. So, suppose I'll take us all out of turn order here. Shout just left. <laughs> just let y'all know what a good job, good idea it is to sleep in his tower. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going back to sleep. No, mm. Asher doesn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do some healing, folks. That, that was painful. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, were we asleep long enough to get spell slots back? <laughs> um, Actually, I, we got healing guns. Yeah, I think Brixby's had a, a full night's sleep. Everybody else, I think, needs a little bit more just based on th doing the shifts. And Brixby is still using last night's or yesterday's spells because he hasn't had an, an hour to Yeah, prepare. he didn't prepare yet. So, yeah. no fuel, I mean, I guess I could have started doing that during my watch. Oh, actually, I guess, yeah, mine would have still been... But yes, I'm a down about 49 hit points right now. Sam's mad we killed his eight-armed cat. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it was such a nice I think he's little... also mad we shot the boss in the face and made him run away. <laughs> Man, that hit hard. Poor Fergus. He really got Fergus up. Stop just showing up and interrupting us. Yeah, he's always just hanging around, a regular lurkus shout. <laughs> It's like he thinks he owns the place or something. He's a real jerkus. Um, yeah, I could use healing nanites for days. How much did we take from the uh, fireball? Uh, it was 29 on a fail and 14 on a pass. Okay, 14. I thought that's what it was, but I did not write it yet. So I was looking at this. Uh, though I guess I'll just heal myself because Jeff's handing out space drugs. We'll yeah. drug up old bricks being first. Garbage. Much better. So that's what, 34 out of 3 drugs. And I'll just toss an LOH to top you off. 6. So that's pretty 40. close. Yeah, that's great. Alright. And K money is down how much? Also 49. I think she would... Wait, how much? 49. Two tens and a 29. Yeah, 49. Yeah, I think you're yeah, saying... 10, 10, and then 29. Oh, yeah. forgot about that. Alright, so there's 42. Works for me. And 7 more, so 49. Awesome, thanks. Alan, did you channel for the day yet? Uh, no, I can do a D6 of channel. Uh, that is five. Right. 
with that I am only down 19, so I don't need a super lot from the space drugs. Alright, well, you got 25 anyway, so. Right. That was a total of 8 nanite charges and 2 lay on hands, and then the one that hid Swifty down himself, so. Wake up, middle of the night, use half your lay on hands for the day. Hmm. After that, he will pick up his rounds, adamantine rounds off the ground. Nice oh, choice, yeah. They rolled into, like, the just it's the space the between the wall and the molding, and it's just, it's too hard to get them. In an airtight room? Yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> you know, sometimes a building will settle a little and stuff separates. Thanks, Dave Matthews, man. <laughs> doesn't seem like going back to sleep here is particularly beneficial to us, do we? Are we able to finish resting elsewhere, or at this point are we just up for the day and hoping for the best? How does that mechanically work? Because it's been interrupted now, so do we start over? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just think that basically um, if you can get back to resting like in a reasonable a reasonable speed um, you guys could just catch a little bit more of a nap and, and call it a full night's rest. So we go back to sleep for a couple hours. I'm sure Ferky won't come back and murder us. Why would he? Yeah. Good night, Wesley. Probably won't kill you in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I think he made himself clear. He wants you to leave and now. He expects that you'll just do it. Well, he specifically does want us to sleep here, so we can <laughs> be in here just fine as long as we're not sleeping. Yes, no one can ever sleep. We're not in space. He doesn't interrupt you again over the course of the night, so um, when morning comes, or approximately morning as far as you can tell in this tube, um, everybody gets the benefits of a full night's rest. Now what's the plan? Everybody going to run away? or? Shall we continue to ascend? As he points towards the northern spiral staircase. Or is that going down? Oh, that one's going up. Let's go up then. Alright, if you want to take that spiral staircase, uh, you want to pop me some perception checks on the way? Yeah, I do. Very much so. Uh, yeah. Let me just... Wait for it to roll. Oh, I think I'm trying to drag my thing in. It's a 24. <laughs> Pretty close call, but you do see it. Uh, wedged up into the corner up on the the ceiling on this um, stairwell there is another of those nanite cocoons oh no it's just sitting there and it's inert silence Bixby puts his hand up very you know 70's war movie he's like 
points up at the Nanite Cocoon, um, assumedly to the upper left as it is a spiral staircase. It's like, I, uh, I think we should take the other set of stairs. We could try to knock this into the bag and have two, but we don't know what the trigger on these things are. Um, does it look like something I could mechanically disable? Or is it more of a like... I'm, I'm putting my hands up in the air for everyone who's not in the Skype call. <laughs> um, it's, Can you cast EMP? I mean, it could presumably be attacked or EMP'd or whatever. I, I don't think there's really a device here to disable unless you cracked it open and then there's presumably tons of tiny devices. Um, that would probably be pretty hard to disable, but, you know, this can be targeted as a thing to attack if that's the way you want to go. If we hit it with the null blade, would discharge have any effect on it? Uh, it could. Could we roll in, like, a knowledge engineering like on that or something? Well, you've already rolled a couple okay. knowledge engineering some Fair. of these things. Um, I, I think. Yeah, but this is a new one. I think it's kind of hard to say because, I mean, the cocoon itself is not a technological item, really. It's just like a, a ball of strips of metal. Uh, the nanites inside, presumably you could discharge them with the null blade, except that they're so tiny that they're immune to weapon damage. So it... I don't think it would work. You'd, you'd have to be able to slash a nanite and then you could discharge one nanite or however many you happen to hit at that exact moment. But I don't think that, that would really work mechanically. Okay, yeah, if, it's, if the cocoon itself isn't a tech item, because the sword says, you know, if you strike a creature or object, but if it's not technological, then yeah maybe we just check the other stairs because i could utility shot it down again that was yeah. fun and what we could put it in the bag but. but it's like we don't know if the trigger is different than the first one right mm -hmm. so like this one seems a little bit more intentionally wedged as a trap than the last one maybe mm -hmm. i don't really know i don't know where what forms these things but um because i'm dumb and i thought i was like oh we slept on the fourth floor we're still on the third floor, we can just take the bird stairs. Duly named because there's a dead bird in the middle of the stairs. Hmm. Yeah. The juicier uh, stairwell. What happen if you touch that cocoon with like a shocking grasp? Or I'm going to walk up the stairs before Alowen Bill Nye's that empirically. <laughs> oh, he doesn't have shocking grasp, so. He was going to ask Brixby to <laughs> Brixby, with his 20 intelligence, just regards you and then discs out the door. <laughs> not something I am doing. All right. Goes well, bird stairs. if you climb the bird stairs, that'll pop you back over to the uh, fourth floor, which dragging everybody over one by one now so nobody gets stuck in a wall. This is a no-clip run. I think 
Kira's actually in a wall. Can you move your yeah. token? <laughs> uh, uh, never mind. <laughs> um, so the only stairs up you've seen from here are the ones that are straight ahead. Uh, the spiral stairs only go down. So these ones? Uh, these ones. Yeah, but I think ahead. this side of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Ruby's gonna roll another perception going up those stairs. It's a twenty-eight. Um, the stairwell seems safe enough. No apparent traps. You can see um, from down here. Uh, that there's a door at the top of the stairs that it looks like uh, the Orum Vorax chewed his way through. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna drag everybody over onto... I'm just gonna put Kira all the way in the back to antagonize you all. And, uh, and for those you. The, the spell watchers, um, normal suite of spells. I just don't really want to bore people with every day saying that Brixby is going to continue to cast the same spells that he said in three episodes ago that he casts every morning. So, you know, Mage Armor, Shield, Aramze's Focus, um, and, uh, yeah. That is stuff. Where are we? Asher's still left. on the fourth floor. Oops. Yeah, down left. Where is Asher? I don't see Asher. Oop, he just disappeared. Oop, he now is between Bricks and Kira on the stairs. Yeah. Weird. Wait, yes, I see me between Bricks and Kira. Probably under you. It must be on the same square. on the same again, spot. Same square. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Oh, help, I, stuck, I put myself in the wall. Nope, you're stuck. Oh, I, I, I dragged you off to the side. <laughs> wall a little bit. Well, gang, shall we scooby this I door? I to see if Asher was under me. Doom. <laughs> there is an aid. I failed to aid. Exactly. <laughs> Right, that's a 25 with two eights. Eight exactly with a 12 for a 10. <laughs> Three eights? Um, it doesn't appear to be trapped. And, um, yeah, there's a hole in it still yeah. for, from an Orum Vorax. I mean, there's a hole through the door, but I don't know if the knob is trapped or the, like, mechanism. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that whoever oh. traps a door thinks that someone's just going to bore a hole through the three-foot, you know, the just undue amount of caution. In the Cyphus Tower. Or is it locked? Uh, no. I'm going to pop it open. Alright, and this reveals a um, wide curved hallway with a um, metal hatch in the northwest. A large slate board covered with neat lettering hangs on the eastern wall. A flight of stairs on the eastern side uh, leads up. In addition to the stairs you just took um, up to here. What does the board say? That's what you got. Uh, the board, I will paste a screenshot of it. 
for all of you. For folks at home, it says, God bless this mess. It's cute. <laughs> Says, live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, <laughs> live, laugh smoke. Live, laugh, cloud. <laughs> live, laugh, choke. Live, laugh, trap. <laughs> live, laugh, choke is great. <laughs> so it looks like it's kind of a little bit of a guidebook. It's uh, Lab 1, Alchemy, which you already knew. Lab 2, Fluid Siphoning Research. Lab 3, Gaseous Ooze Research, Anata Visk Lead. Um, you presumably met Anata Visk uh, yesterday. Uh, lab 4, Animal Research, uh, in parentheses, Animals Used as Needed in Other Experiments. Lab 5, Infernal Cloud Research, Genocet Farvastian Lead. Uh, you don't know if that was the dead body you found the red guy in the bird room. Yeah. It's certainly possible. Lab 6, Technic Research. Lab 7, Quasi-Gaseous Research. Our Master Kelkin Lead. Limit 100 pounds of live animals per week. Kelkin, I am not running a slaughterhouse here. <laughs> um, lab 8, Swarm Behavior Studies. Laura's Evernecki Lead. Monitor activation of bio-nanites. And report full awakenings at once. Priority 1. Lab 9, of course, is Smoke and Particle Research. Lab Zero is Nemotechnic Recovery. Nemotechnic Recovery, Nemo like nemotechnic? memory. Yeah. yeah. Finding Nemotechnic Recovery. One presumes you're finding it. That's Got point. Well, it looks like we've cleared about so Lab Eight, we don't want to go anywhere near. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think many of these labs look like something we want to go near, but I don't know how much of a choice we're going to have. We don't know what's in there. And um, my cursory understanding of ghosts sort of maybe need to find the body of something. I'm not quite sure. Usually have a thing they need. But it looks like we've done about half of these. Uh, Texas research, quasi-gases research, look um, quite interesting. How many doors do we see down here? Uh, just the one door. Um, well, the door you came through, and then a door up uh, there in the northwestern. If we approach it, do we see like a room six or technic research or something? No, this one is not labeled. We'd know if we found out if everything's bigger there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a big tech outside who's just like, hey, I'm not on fire. <laughs> um, rip. Wow. <laughs> no, right? That's for our Texas <laughs> people. Um, R.I.P. The most horrifying construct. Ruby Roo. Um all right, I'm going to roll a Percepti do on this door if folks want to scooby avec moi. I aid. Aid. Please all aid. Come on, Jero. Jero? Oh, I said oh, that I 20, sorry. That My bad. All right, cool. So that's a 24. 
Uh, with a 24, this door does not appear to be trapped, but it is locked. Ready, and uh, Brixby is going to open the door. It's locked? Oh, yeah, my bad. It is. Uh, it's a, did not drop this in the chat as I said that. Let me just make sure this is right. Because I also think this is wrong. By that I mean this is a, a disabled device <laughs> Rolling that one for an 18. Um, yeah, that does not unlock this door. Uh, yeah, you just gotta I can always boof to the other side of the door and open it and be like, hey, come on in. What could possibly go wrong? I mean, I don't want to, like, step on your boof or anything, but I just got to warm them up. Just... <sighs> right, that's a 10 for 27. Uh, well, once again, the door fails to open, and I think Brixby, as he's working with this, and he notes the sort of odd behavior of the locking mechanism... Uh, being a wizard, he can tell that this is an arcane lock. Brixby sighs, looks back at the group, looks at the door. He's like, well, is that going to be more me? I would like to attempt to dispel the arcane lock using dispel magic, Sam. All right. Do you want me to use the null blade instead and save your spells? Oh, yes. I completely forgot about the dispel magic aspect of that thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm not exactly yeah, sure. Yeah, use a charge on the Jam thing. it into the door. Yeah. We got batteries for days. Yeah. If I strike an object, it... It, then, and if the object itself, I can target that with a dispel, I might as well give it a shot. Please do. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on your cool dispelling. I'm just like, hey, we have so many more batteries than you have yes. spell slots. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, it has a caster level on the item of 11th. So. Much better Asher is going to draw this comical Cloud Strife Buster Sword uh, <laughs> and activate it. Boom. And then touch this cool Glaukite or Adamantine No Qual sword to the door and be like, Open Sesame! And don't forget, it also casts uh, the one that disrupts any technical stuff that may be attached to the door too <laughs> that's true i don't know how that factors in uh but i whiffed only a three on the dice for a 14 i don't think it's gonna be enough that is not gonna do it i could try again I'm swinging yeah and this is cool and he'll kind of stretch you know like warming up in the batter's box and then Oh, that's better. 16 off the dice for a 27. With a 27, the arcane lock is dispelled. The door is unlocked. I was waiting for that. I'm going to bed. I'm glad it's not coming. All right. 
I open the door. <laughs> that was immensely gratifying. Thank you. Uh, you open the door, revealing a large chamber that appears to be a combination of a bedroom and a study. A large window to the northwest, fitted with sturdy metal slats, lets in light and air, while elaborate ta tapestries depicting gloomy landscapes and gothic architecture adorn the walls. A large bed sits in the room, its fine coverings frayed and dusty. A small desk against the southwest wall is bare, while doors provide several exits, though no handles adorn the door to the northwest. Instead of a handle or knob, it bears a small plate of coppery metal. Those doors would be this one to the northwest that has no handle, this one on the northeast, which is a normal bulkheady door, and this one to the southeast, which is a normal bulkheady door. So it looks like you found the bedroom of someone rather important. And though I may not be rather important, I am going to bed. Good night, Perkis, <laughs> Sam, Bert, Sam, Shout. I'm workshopping it. <laughs> Yeah, The Machine is property of Network Against the Machine LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of ISO Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by your own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. It was real garbled. Yeah, we didn't hear what you said. Is it? Who? Me? I didn't say anything. Oh, that's weird. It's so weird. It sounded like oh, you no. said something after. Yeah, it Ghosts. sounded like your voice, but it was just like garbled. But it sounded exactly like oh, your voice. Man. Oh, no. <laughs> Skype call. Oh, no. There's only five of nine of us in the call, but I'm worried there's more. Um. <laughs> it's one of the other Oh, Izzy's. yeah, it was one of the <laughs> other <Exactly>. Izzy's. <laughs> That's what makes the most sense. Yeah.